So before we start the main share, just something on Birkat Kohanim and Sim Shalom, because just want to pay attention that Sim Shalom is a type of a commentary on Birkat Kohanim. And just when you match the words, you can't miss it. So Sim Shalom for sure, Tovah we have to get to. Um, if you have it in your sitter, there's probably a sitter in the back there. Take a word at a time. Why do we want God to know Sepanim? So there's two types of Nisepanim. So go back to when you were in like 10th grade and you got a 75 on a test and you thought you got 100. And you come running to the teacher complaining. You know, because, you know, how, can you, how can you face yourself with a, if you didn't get 100? And you explain to the teacher how her question, you try to get a better grade. Now, the teacher can listen to you for one of two reasons. 
A, because you're sincere and you're right, or because your parents are rich. <laughs> and last time again, they gave you a real nice present, things like that. So, Nisiat Panim of somebody going with Shocham, that's bad. When you, when you play favorites, um, and, and not, but when you play favorites because you, so, because you see sincerity, then that's good. So, the Nisiat Panim of Hashem, it's not Nisiat Panim that comes through Shocham, it's Nisiat Panim that comes through sincerity. So, that, that's it today on one. Now, back to, um, back to Sim Shalom. Now, no, go back to Terech Havchet. According to Terech Havchet, what brings, what brings bracha? Like, it's like real simple. There's even some songs there. Yeah. And then, um, is the word baruch there anywhere? Yeah. Baruch HaTabair, Baruch like ten times? Yeah. Or something, count them up. There's got to be something, either seven or fourteen, I guess. The, uh, I'm assuming, but I didn't count. But there's a lot of brachot. But look at the last line. After, after all the brachot are there, what will happen? Yikim HaShem Do Lam Kadosh? What pasuk is that? Yeah. Kashur Di Berlach? Or Kashur Di Shvalach? Something like that? And now, pasuk Yud. What's it say? Baruch HaMetz Ki? Baruch HaMetz What will cause the other nations to associate you with God's name and reputation? You're keeping the mitzvot and being blessed by God for keeping the mitzvot. That will associate godliness with good behavior, and therefore you'll be you'll, but by keeping the mitzvot, you'll have God's reputation, because God, just like with Avram and Avimelech, why does Avimelech come to Avram? He sees Avram successful, and he talks about God, and therefore God's with you, and therefore he wants to make a treaty with them. It's like Yeshayahu Perikbet. So if we, if we as a nation act in a way that is associated with God, and for our good behavior, God is good to us as a country, that gives a message to mankind, which is good. Therefore, according to this, what brings blessing? God brings blessing by our keeping the mitzvot. And it's in God's interest because it's, it's promoting the concept of godliness. It will cause other people to be good. So therefore, how did the Kohanim put God's name on the Jewish people? Well, what's the job in Sefer Dvarim? The way the Kohanim really blessed the Jewish people is by teaching them Torah. Because what really brings blessing is keeping the mitzvot. So what's Birkat Kohanim about? Your job is to put my name by teaching them Torah on the Jewish people. And who will bless them? I'll bless the people. I'm going to bless them. There's a great Rashbam who says, Hashem, he bolts the word Hashem. The first time the Kohanim is saying, God is blessing you. Not me. They're saying, it's not us, it's God. And they're reminding the people the way you get blessing from God is through keeping the Torah with Orpanim. Now, what clarifies that? That's Sim Shalom. Because what's Orpanecha? Torah Chayim, Yabat Chesed, Ustakah. And that will bring Bracha. And therefore, symbolically, in the service, the Kwanim, Dubrekat Kwanim, to remind the people that the way you get blessing is by keeping the Torah. Now, um, where's the word Tov coming from? What's the Tov Yabinecha coming from? Where's the first time that something was good in God's eyes? Creation. And when's the first time he said it? And what, after he made? Or. Now what or was that? It's not electromagnetic radiation because he makes that on day four. What if it's all saying? What was the or of day one? Or Gadus the Sadiqim. Latidlava. You thought Atidlava meant Olam Haba. Atidlava means Matan Torah. After the flood and everything. After, I think. So the or Gadus of Hashem is his Torah. 
And God should see, when we keep the Torah the right way, God sees that it's good. And we're hoping that we keep the Torah and God sees keeping it in the right light. I think some people, because of that, they say before they say Shema, um, they pray to God, Vaher Enein B'Toratecha. Why do they use that word? Vaher Enein B'Toratecha. That's the same idea, that God's light, enlighten us with your Torah. But the idea of Or goes back to Breshit. And I get Tovia Benecha, goes right back to Breshit. So it's a type of commentary on that. And then Brikakonim turns from something magical to something logical. Mm-hmm. Now, what else explains? When you do Brikat Torah in the morning, you do something from Mishnah, something from Gemara, and something from Torah, right? What Mishnah do we read? Mm-hmm. No, no, the Mishnah we read for Brikat Torah mm-hmm. is Elul, mm-hmm. no. Elul from Shalem Shur. Why do we pick that Mishnah? A, because it's short. <laughs> but what is it? That it gives it, it tells you we can keep minimal standards. We can be, I don't know, we can keep the minimal, there's, there's, you can just do a little bit and you're fine. No, what's the real reason? Because one of the things, Amen sure is, Tamil Torah. So it's, it's a mission about Tamil Torah. What, right, what Kamara do we quote? That's for investment bankers. What investment is good? There's things that have returned Bolamaza and also Bolamaba. Remember? An example of things about good behavior. And what's the last line? Never. But it's all examples of stakol, bracha, rachmin. You know, all the good, all the good behavior. Or, and v'tamotor again doesn't mean Torahs instead of them. That's a disaster. That's that's the yeshiva bacher kapal. That if I can learn Torah, I'll be a good person. Kineged means corresponds to, and whatever it means by adam and chava. No, ezer kinego. That's what it means by. I think it means compliment. They compliment one another. It better be that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes with the, with the E for sure, and sometimes the I house. Compliment. The, the, um, so, so we read a Mishnah also about Tamil Torah. Got it? I mean, a Brayta. Therefore, what the Chumash section should be about what? It should be about Tamil Torah. If the Mishnah is about Tamil Torah and the Brayta is about Tamil Torah, then the Chumash should be about Tamil Torah. What do we read from Chumash? Make sense now? Because Berkat is about Tamil Torah. And that was this little... Oh, one more time. That That's something new. Now we do something old. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what I was saying was the, the, the Klolo in Perkat Kone mm-hmm. spell out the opposite. Like the, Aurora, all the things. If you don't follow the The opposite of Perkat Kone. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. As opposed to as I mean. Oh, very good. Awesome. And the next two are all about references to the brachot from beforehand. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. The, uh, the protection. That's, that's good. Thanks. <laughs> and you just noticed it now. You know. Uh, yeah. Oh, you noticed it. By chance, you noticed it. Oh, that's cool. But we call it, that's how we take something, basically something magical, something logical. Which ruins the religion, but... <laughs> okay. Now, um, tell me when it's... Um, I don't have a watch, so you give me a 710 one. Oh, there's one. <laughs> um, now, remember when we did um, Yaakov blessing, I mean Yitzhak trying to bless Yitzhak instead of Esau? 
Yes, so this is the Chidush Pagosh Barikot. Did you read it yet? I was on the workout room I did it today. So, uh, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I understood him right, it was, um, okay. it, it, it was Narek Bolt, basically. It was a young Narek Bolt who's, um, who's like, you know, taking revenge. No, he's taking, thanks to Esav, Yaakov, um, Yitzhak was an unsuccessful private farm and didn't get anything done, was bored and everything. And Esav was this wild kid, angry because the way he treated his father, um, takes on and puts himself back on the map again. But yeah, you have to listen to it, you know, to test yourself what he's referring to. That was, it, was really, it was a really good one this time. Um, so he's, um, so, but the question is why is he tech blessing Esav instead of Yaakov? So the classic understanding is, before he came to Yeshiva was, they're giving up the Bechira. Who's going to be the chosen son? Because Avram had one son chosen, and Yitzhak has one son chosen. But then we said that can't go on forever, because we'll never have a nation. And the way we explained Yeshiva, remember, was he wasn't giving Bechira, he was giving... No, Bechorah. No, Yitzhak's assumption was both are chosen. Remember doing that way back? Mm-hmm. Yitzhak's assumptions, both are chosen. It wasn't just to do something that... Remember that you come to Yeshiva and you, you always... Whatever you've done beforehand was, was wrong. <laughs> but there was, remember Adam Zubin? No, not Adam Zubin. Um, that's Zubin, another guy. Um, I forgot his name already. He was a real funny guy. He's like, one week in Yeshiva, he goes, Menachem, what's wrong with this place? I grew up, Rashi was like the greatest ever. <laughs> morning Seder, Rashi's wrong. Afternoon Seder, Rashi's wrong. <laughs> what do you want from the poor guy? <laughs> Every day I go to, Rashi's wrong. So, um, so that was like, you catch on to, you start with something you learned before and then we change around. But that, that's not the goal. The goal is to understand things better. So the, what we explained was is that Yitzhak is not deciding who's the only one. Yitzhak is deciding, assuming that both sons are chosen, that um, Yitzhak would, I mean, Esau would be the Bechor, because he's a man. He's an Isadeh, he's a Macher. And Yaakov later would get a bracha to be like the rabbi. Like what you call later, he suffers from And that was the old news report where um, why is God setting up? Rivka knows it's only one. And I'll be the younger one, but only Rivka knows that Yitzhak is the Havamina of Yisachar Svodum. Because people think the way Amiso should be, let the Chilonim do the army, run the government, and let the Gatim sit and learn. And there'll be a team, that'll be Amiso. And Yo's whole point was to be Amiso, that's, that's the Havamina that Yitzhak had. And we need the story to teach you that the, kol, that the bracha goes to Kol Yaakov and the of Esau. To be Amiso, you have to be Esau and Yaakov. Remember that line? That's this. That was classic Hesabot. Uh, which I always love teaching because it's like Kolon Shkafa and, and it explains its story because that's why Yaakov has to go to Lovin University to become a man and his final exam before he can get blessed will be fighting the Sarvis he has to fight with an Ish and, and when and that's he gets his name changed you know, that's when the Pira process ends and Yaakov is chosen so that's the uh, that's the name change but fighting it's not ideal that's why he goes out limping it's like it's a nice balance of Hashkafa and stuff like that is the right shot? It's, it's convenient. <laughs> it's, it's good. But I think it explains a lot. Um, and it's, that's, that's the nicest word is that we have to be the Kol Yaakov in the time of Esau. And later in Jewish history, that becomes David. Doesn't? Because he's exactly, he looks and acts like Esau, and he has a Kol Yaakov. It's the, um, so that was the, that was the, that was the basic part from Jewish one, and God and Rafael comes in and fixes it up. But then, after they talk to each other and realize only one's going to be chosen, then it's got to be uh, Yaakov. And therefore, when he sends him to get, remember, Rivka sends him to get a, get a life, because it's dangerous, and Yaakov sends him, and Yitzhak sends him to get a wife. 
<laughs> and the brach he gives them is El Shaddai Brechot Chetetem Chet Berkat Abraham Nechalazar Chafarecha. Remember? Then it's clear that's Berkat Abraham already. That's the only one. Now, what we explained also is in, in this process, um, only the the Avot are not aware of how many generations in the Bechira process. Where's the page? Over here. Now it's a little fancier than it used to be. Pass this around. I don't know if you guys were in. So look at the page and tell me if, if you ever saw this before or not. Okay, so, so look at it. We would just go a box at a time. They have a new game, by the way, called um, oh, it's me, okay. The guys made up a game about five, six years ago called Bingo. From it's like, like ten different things I say all the time, or things I quote all the time. So it's like a bingo game. And they play bingo during class, and then when they make so they always, so it keeps them awake. So it's like, and they think I don't know. <laughs> Um, so look on the top left. What we all know is that it's Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov, and after Yaakov is chosen, there's 12 tribes, and they're all chosen. There's a converging process in Bechira, and Bechira, instead of being an event, it becomes a process, and it takes three generations, because only one of Avram's kids is chosen, only one of Yitzchak's, and, and when Yaakov's chosen, they're all chosen. So that's called that. Now, below that, what Avram thought what he should think, when God told him, the says, oh, he tells him like four or five times, he would think it's, all his kids would be chosen. Now, at the time, he had no children. But Avram was assuming N equals one, Bichar being an event. But he finds out that um, it will be Yitzchak. Now, only Yitzchak. Who decided only Yitzchak and not Yishmael? Who decided, who decided that only Yitzchak is chosen, not Yishmael? Give me two answers. I heard two answers. One said Hashem, and someone said? Sarah. Yeah. That's, that's such a good wrong answer. That's the right wrong answer. Why? Because, and, but people really think that. Why do people think that? Because she says, Garesha ben Amazot, Kilo Yirash ben Now, Kilo Yirash, is that her decision? Or is that the reason why Garesha Alma? Because when did she make that decision? When did she decide to kick, to kick Hagar out with her kid? That's not the reason. The reason was the party. Well, what event was the party? When the child's going from daycare to nursery school. Because when you're in daycare, you can be with any kid. Changing diapers, nursing. The second he's ready for cheder, or for, for nursery school, then it makes a difference where you send your kids to school. But at what age you start being selective? Because you start worrying about what birthday parties they're going to go to. Are they going to go to Rio or B'nai Kiva? Are they going to go to... Everyone knows that he club too. Do you go to the school with the best education or the best friends? Now, because God decided back in Tarek Yitzayim, keep Yitzchak in Kreyat Chazara, and only Yitzchak, Yitzchak can't grow up with our kids who are, what do you call who are just, who are normal. Because Yitzchak can be just playing like a normal kid. Now, Sarah's explaining to Avram why Hagar has to go out. And her kid, why? Because God decided Kilo Yirash Ben Hamazot, Imid Yitzchak, therefore they can't play together. I'm not gonna, I can't send Yitzchak, he's too young to go to Shein Be'ever. I'm not going to send him away. So he'll stay home. If he stays home, Hagar's got to go. Did she have where to go to? She's from Egypt. Let her go back to Egypt. She should know the way. No, she got lost. But that's not, that wasn't her plan. But that's why she sends Hagar out and her kid. 
If it was just Hagar without the kid, she would have put it gone. She could send just the kid away, but someone's going to take care of the kid, so Hagar would go with her, with her kid. Understand? So then it's an educational decision where Avram says she'll be okay, I'll be, no, he'll be fine with the, with, the, with the other kids in the same class. And Sarah says, separate education. There's no Havamina. There's no Havamina that Ishmael is going to be part of the... God decided in Perikid Zion. God told Abraham in Perikid Zion already that you have a kid, his name will be Yitzhak, and Yishmael will be great. Yishmael is not a bad... In Parshanut, in Chumash, Yishmael is not a bad guy at all. There's nothing bad. Sachet can be normal. And that's the time in Bosek, that's the time in Shemot. That's another kid, Hadar Because the kid's young. But that's not the topic. What I'm, what I'm getting at is that Avram thinks it'll be okay. And Sarah says, no, we need, and God says, listen to Sarah. So the joke is, when God tells, when God tells, when God tells Avram, listen to Sarah, there's a Machloket post game, is that a Binyan Av? Or a Horat Sha'av? So Ashkenazi post game pretty much hold it's a Binyan Av. And other post game, I would say, who? Oh, it's a horat <laughs> Now, now back to the uh, back to the show. No, Yitzchak has every reason to think that the vote chosen. We just read this morning. Oh, no, not today because it's Rosh Hashanah, but Monday. What did God tell Yitzchak? Yitzchak has every reason to think the vote chosen. Why not? Same mother, same shicha, same mother, same twins. Why would they both be chosen? And therefore, he thinks, and we'll see what it means in a minute. And there'll be two tribes, Yaakov and Esau. Rivka knows, how does Rivka know? Because God spoke to her. Remember? When, when, before she had her, um... Shnei and Shnei How could God talk to her? That's difficult, because she can't be a show president, and she can't be a rabbi, so... God, God, God's allowed to break the rules. No. Um, so that's the, um... Thing. No. N, remember the algebra? N is the amount of... Um, generations in the Bechira process. Make sense? There was, Bechira is a process. It takes three, we know it takes three generations. Adam thought, Havamin, N equals one. God decides, only Yitzhak. Yitzhak thinks N equals two, but Rivka knows N is greater than two. It ends up N equals three. But Yosef's dream could be understood as N equals four. Because that's what, that's what everyone thinks Yosef's dream is all about. There's only a dream. And once n equals three, maybe n will equal four, maybe n equal five. Now n has to be a finite number. Understand why? Never get an n has to be finite, but we don't know. Maybe should that with seven would make more sense. Maybe. Now once it's not one or two, it can be four, five, six, or seven. It ends up being three. But but that's a process. That, I'm saying the adult don't know where it's going to end up. Now now comes the new part. Uh, that's what we did before. Joseph's dream has, uh, has um, there's two parts to the dream. There's an awesome Ebenezer that says when Yitzchak blesses um, Esau, take a look at the bracha. Inside. That's Terach of Zayn Pasach of Chet. Or if you one of the shuls that say, Ba'yitein Aha, you know it by heart. <laughs> but then you don't have time to learn. Um, it says, the first blessing, Ba'yitein Aha Mikal Shemayim Mishman Es, Rav Degam Tirosh, that's you should be a rich man. That's prosperity. That's why, that's a bracha, not, that's not b'chirat, that's, you're the only one. The next one is leadership. But listen to the leadership. Mean other nations should respect you. Now, Evid doesn't mean to be your servants. Evid can mean three things in Hamish. Evid can mean a slave. Evid can mean a servant, like Eliezer. Evid can mean an advisor to the king, like Abdei Paro. 
you're always someone above you, but when, when, uh, in Avodat Hashem, you don't want to feel like an Eved slave. You should be like Eved Abraham. I think that's why the Eliezer story is all there to teach you what it means to be an Eved. No, Eved Abraham, so we know what it means to be an Eved Hashem. Like Moshe was at the end of the book, or Yeshua. Um, but there's also Abdei Paro, if you want to go into like leadership, then you're also Abdei Paro, people running the country, but they're, they're Abedim. So you can have Abdei, you can have Abdei Hashem who are like Abdei Paro, or like Eliezer, or like uh, Abedim Ainu, <laughs> the Pharaoh. And the question that depends how, how much you identify with the Jew, and how dedicated you are to your job. So back to... Um, uh, so the next one, Yabdu Khamin Shaf Lumid, other nations will respect you. I'll bring the proof from Tilim in a minute. That's within the family. <coughs> within the family, what are you? You're the senior partner in the family. But your but your but your but your brothers are your brothers are bad to you. But among the nations, so Ebenezer says that's not a bracha to that's a bracha for the people for the nation of Israel. Now, he's still on the mark, because I want to show you that that bracha ends up becoming Yosef's dream. But before I show you that, let me just show you in Tehillim, where you have the same thing. Anyone have Tehillim with them? Someone's on their smartphone? In the back of their thing? So open up Tehillim Ayin Bet, which is the best proof that, um, that that's the whole theme of Mishpat and Staka, is all in Tehillim Ayin Bet. That's on the bingo sheet. When I say Mishpat and Staka, I say, it's on my circle all the time. It's the last Mizmor book two. It's the last of Tfilot David Ben Ishai. It's in the Tarek Ayin It's a Tfilah by David for his son Shlomo. It's, it's David's vision for what Shlomo should be. Remember? Now, he goes on about how, how he should be a king known for doing justice and righteousness. And then skip the Pasuk Yod where he talks about how great you're going to be. Read, read David. Read Yod. Read Yod. Uh, no. Uh, no, no, read, read Yod first. Now, other nations from far away are going to bring you presents and be, they'll be impressed by you. Oh, your name is Shlomo. No, is that Shlomo? No, no, that's Shlomo. That, that becomes Shlomo. That's not that Shlomo. That's your brother. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're David. Can I see that on purpose? Shlomo? Yeah, okay. <laughs> How many kids? You're with one wife, right? <laughs> 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 okay, continue. Um, yeah. Listen carefully now to Pasik et al. Isn't that Yitzhak's blessing? Almost word for word? But why, why, would they, why would they be bound down to us? Not to polish our shoes. Continue. Okay. One more. Got it? That's Dabiyamet's vision for Shlomo. But that's exactly Yitzhak's blessing to Tom Yisrael that he wanted to get to Esau thinking Esau could be that political leader to fulfill it. But I think that's a great proof and that's how Dabiyamet understood Yitzhak's blessing for sure. And that's how Benizah understands it. Assuming that they're both chosen, that's the blessing. You're the leader of the nation that's going to become that nation. And Esav, he's a macher, and he needs a blessing because he's got a, he's got what Rabbi Mikhail would always say, that anyone in education understands why you'd say blessing Esav. Because Esav's this wild little kid, he'll become somebody. <laughs> Yaakov's, you know, a goody-goody kid, but he'll never, he'll never become anything. It's the wild, crazy kids that become uh, Rosh Hashivas. <laughs> <laughs> you said 
Now back to um, back to uh, back to the story. So with, with that in mind, um, there's something else I take into consideration. There's a question: How many generations in the Pharaoh process? If they're equal three, but assuming n equals three, there's another assumption everyone's making that there could only be one matriarch for patriarch. The best proof is Marcel Machbel. There's only room for one. And when the kids are growing up, right, there's a machlok and who's the matriarch. Got it? What does Yos- what is, what is Yaakov think? Give me a pasuk that you should know. Atem. Atem yidatem. That's Parshat Ma'igash. That's good according to his father. Who's his wife? Rachel. And he has to, according to Yaakov, he has two kids who were chosen. Who are they? Yosef and Benjamin. Let's say Chas Hashem, something should happen. But, I'm sorry, if that's Yaakov's Fisah, that Rachel's a matriarch, why would Yaakov think that? No, why would Yaakov think that Rachel's a matriarch? That's what he wanted. That's his wife, isn't it? <laughs> that's what, everything else was a trick and a mistake or something, but that's his wife, she's a matriarch. Avram had many wives, he gave them presents, he put them to take responsibility for, for what he did, but his chosen wife is Rachel. Sorry. I mean, I mean Avram, but, but by Yaakov it's Rachel. Therefore, there's two tribes that are going to be Am Yisrael, Yosef and Benjamin. Should Chas Hashem something happen to Yosef, how would he take it? He'd be devastated, right? What would be his last ray of hope? Doesn't I explain the rest of Sefer Breshi? That's, that's Yaakov's Tfisah to, to the end almost. He's sure that, that his wife, and if something happens to Benjamin, that means basically he's not chosen. But did Yaakov have any Premonition that, that, that he was that the that, that it would continue this whole process, or was he just assuming? I mean, God told him in, in Parsha Vayetze, didn't he? I mean, the bracha bechiran God gives him in uh, when he leaves and when he comes back. By the way, this bechiran process is really cool. That's God saying El Shaddai is the bechiran process because El Shaddai speaks twice in Chumash. He's mentioned a couple of times by the Avot, but he himself speaks in the El Shaddai, Brit Milah, and when Yaakov returns to Beitel. In Brit Milah, and he changes Abraham's name to Abraham, first time. In the same story, he changes, he says Yitzhak will start have a kid, and his name will be Yitzhak. And Yitzhak, you know, his name changes to Abraham and names Yitzhak. The reason why Yitzhak doesn't need a name change because God gave it already before he was born. And the name change of Yaakov to Yitzhak is also in the El Shaddai, in Peraklam and Hay, in Bereshit. Remember when he comes back from Padan Aram? It blesses him and gives him exactly the same Kalamin, Melachim, Melachim, Word for word, Milah is there. And when Yitzchak is sending Yaakov to get a wife, he blesses him. That who should bless him? Be'el Shaddai Yivrechotah. B'tem Nechad Berkat Abraham. That's in, in Maftar, I think, in, in this week's Parsha. Right. So now that's the, um, what's that? That's, that's what Yaakov thinks. What did B'nai Leia think? B'nai Leia are the early British designers. Because they see the hand of God in Ashkafa Pratis. And God is screaming through historical events that Leia is a matriarch. Besides the Balfour Declaration, what did they see? How did Lavan get away with that trick? That can't be Lavan. How, how did Leia get into, into, into the family? That's Ashkafa. God wants Leia. Correct? Right away she has children like that. Rachel's not having kids. Why? God wants Leia. So she really died, and she, she cried hard, so God gave her you know, a kid or two. But she dies, doesn't she? She doesn't make it to Israel, barely. Make it in. God, it's, it's Rahmanis, but God wants B'nai Leah. 
It's sad, but that's the too. That God is screaming. Just check out Marasana Khmela. Yaakov's wife, according to God, is Leah. Therefore, how many tribes are there? There's six. Six, six tribes. Got it? And who's going to be the Bukhar? Well, it should be Ruben because he's the Bukhar. But is there a story why he loses it? Right? Yeah. And you should go to Shimon or Levi. Is there a story why they lose it? Right? And who ends up getting it? Yehuda. Why? There's a story about that also. And we just explained all the stories in Sefer Bereshit, didn't we? But the men they are sure that they're chosen. Therefore, when they're growing up, remember they're teenagers. And 20, they're teenagers. Their father's over 100. Right? And it's not the first time the father's been wrong about the clearer process. Abram was wrong about Ishmael. Yisrael was wrong about Yisrael. Yaakov was wrong about, about Yosef. Got it? Now, when Yosef has his dream, oh, that's, that's, that's a great reason for Sinat Sinam, right? Remember, there's always good reasons for Sinat Sinam? It's my mother now. Let's read the news. There's always good reasons for Sinat Sinam. And this is a great one, because his dream is only a dream. And if he really thinks that God wants B'nai Leah, and this guy's dream, this is a disaster. We have to get rid of him. They don't want to kill him, but he's got to be out of the family. We, we got rid of Hagar's kid for the, for the Bechera process. We'll get rid of him. And when they have the ability to sell him, it's a win-win. And they're sure that they're right. Their father, okay, we don't want him to suffer, but what can you do? No, Amisol is more important than values and things like that. So, um, so they, they, that's their famous, that's, that's their famous that's what, that explains what they're doing wrong, or why they think they're doing the right thing. Now, what was, what was Yaakov, um, when did we find out that they're all chosen? Now, Bill and Zippa's kids, no one ever dreamt they were chosen. You understand why? How are they different than Keturah's kids? Or Hagar's kid? They're half-bloods, if you remember Harry Potter. <laughs> and Leah's kids are the Slytherins, if you know the, the analogy. But they're, they're, they're the only ones. Who is Yosef playing with when he's growing up? <laughs> with B'nai Bilham, B'nai Why? Because B'nai won't play with him. You follow? So the father, his father likes him. He makes him a special coat and everything. And brings him back and forth. But they're sure that they're Amanifar. Got it? They're Amashem. And that's how they live their life. And their father makes mistakes. Okay. But they're young. And they're teenagers. And they know better. They'll respect their father. They don't want him to feel bad. But they'll have a cover-up story. But they're, they know that they're right. Now, how does Amisor find out that they're all chosen? Who decided that? When you look at Yosef's dream, Yosef's dream is exactly Yitzhak's blessing. What's his first dream? It's Dagan Rom Dagan Metirosh, isn't it? His first dream is I'm not, it's, a, it's about it's about um, it's about prosperity and wheat. And who gets it? Isn't that Yosef's life later on? Mr. Wheat, he, he's, he's he's a green. Yeah, he's a big economist and. Now, what's, what's, the second, um, what's the second dream? No, the second dream, there's, remember, who knows 11? There's 11 kochavim, and a sun and a moon. What's that make Yosef? He can't be a sun, he can't be the moon, because they're bound down to him. There's nothing out, he's got to be a star. He's got to be a star, but he's got to be a star. And therefore, how many stars are there all together? There's 12, but he, what's he? He's the one people are, that's Yishtachulcha B'nei Mecha. Who's the sun and the moon? What country has a sun god? And what's their calendar? What, what, what's the Egyptian calendar? Solar. Mesopotamia? Lunar. 
Isn't it? And if don't they have blue guys up there also? No. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of them. That's why that's my joke, that's why they're lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but the sun and the moon could easily be Mesopotamia in Egypt. Egypt and Mesopotamia. Don't they bow down to Yosef? Not only, Yos- not only Egypt comes for grain, everyone comes for grain. Kola Arts outside Egypt comes for grain, including Canaan. And probably areas around Canaan. But the least part of the Near East. And therefore, who bows down to Yosef? The Shemesh in Yoreh, that explains the dream. And within the family, how many kids are chosen? There's 11 stars, and they're all the same. What was God telling them? As Bukhar, not as the only one, but the Kiddush is 11 stars and not two and not six. That's um, is Egypt and Mesopotamia, that's the other nations, that's Tidim Aimbet. That's exactly how, that's the Tidim Aimbet in its first form. And Hadik Vril Achacha, Yishatu B'nei Mecha, is exactly the second part. But now we have B'nei Achacha and B'nei Mecha. B'nei Mecha, or, I mean, that means all the brothers. Yeah. So why... Achacha are the brothers, and then B'nei Mecha is going to be Benyamin, yeah. Yaakov thought that Yosef uh, was going to you know, take the mantle. Why, by Arbo Avir, why did he get upset when he heard about the dreams? Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to be the leader. Right, he... Uh, no, he explains why. <laughs> because, because there's something wrong with He's telling your dream is off. Because he had, Yaakov understood that the son of the moon is his mother and father. That's, explained, that's why. That he, he, Yaakov explains why, why, why he's angry with him. Because his dream is crazy. <clears throat> he didn't understand the truth. He, he's telling you, it's during Batalin he's telling him. He's not sure, but they think he's just screaming. They don't know what it means. No one, knows. no one knows what it means. The brothers think he's dreaming N equals four. Got it? Now, look at the, the drawing. What Yaakov thinks, Yosef dreaming, he's dreaming, people think he's dreaming N equals four. What Yaakov thinks, N equals three R, that's three Rachel, got it? And there'll be two tribes. And Leah's kids think that N equals three uh, L. Understand the drawing? No. What was God's dream to Yaakov? The kids are growing up fighting over who's the chosen one. This is, now we get into Hashkafa. Everyone's growing up, it's only us. Rachel's kids, we're the chosen ones. No one dreamt that they're all chosen? That wasn't on anyone's radar. Because there's only one there, you follow? It's either B'nai Le'a or B'nai Rachel. And definitely not B'nai Shpachol. What was God trying to tell them growing up? Grow up. You're all chosen. And there's room for all of you. No one gets it. <coughs> they have to learn the hard way. Just like, I think it's called catharsis, if that's the fancy word for it. When you have to go through a whole process. I'm not sure what the word meant when I read it in Rav Salavitch's but I think that's the idea that you have to go through, you have to suffer through it yourself and go through it to really appreciate something and understand something. So, the adult, the kids, they're immature. But, but they're sure that they're right and everyone wants to do their own. Everyone thinks that their derech is right. You know, it's, and God's trying to tell them there's a need for Yudbet Shvatim. And Yudbet Shvatim are going to be even, even B'nai Shvavot can come in. You, know, you don't have to be a pure blood. Even uh, what the, the Hufflepuffs, whatever they're called, even Neville will make it. You know Neville. In the, uh, you don't know Neville. You know Neville? Yeah. He's a, he's a Hufflepuff. What, what is he? But there's another kid from, uh, 
Okay. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that God was trying to tell them through the dream that your Yitzchak's blessing, which was a generation ahead of time, was what Amisha was supposed to be. And they don't get it because everyone's growing up seeing it only from their angle. And God's trying to tell them there's, room for 12, there's a need for 12 Shvatim and there's also a need to share leadership. Because there's a blessing in Hebrew, Yamin. You have your Tanakh open? Yeah. Who, who, becomes, who decides Bechira? That's up to, that's up to God. It's his, it's his franchise. Who decides Bracha? That's the father when the process is over based on the kid's behavior. Who decides Bechira? By default, it should go to who's ever born first. But it never becomes that in Chumash. It has to be earned. But who decides? Does the father decide? Does God decide? Do the brothers decide? Or does the history decide? You can, you can play with that. I'll be above. Now, who becomes a Bechor? Is it Yosef or Yehuda? Because before, before Yaakov dies, he calls Yosef, before he gives Bechor to all twelve, he calls Yosef over and makes him the Bechor with the double portion. But in the Brachot, he says, Yehuda, and So, who's it going to be? So, what is, um, read Dibayim Alaparakeh, the first line. It's such a great line. It's a boring section, but we can. Dibayim Alaparakeh. Why? Bnei Ruvain, before Yisrael. Why is he Bukhor? Kiwa Bukhor, because he's first born, because he was born first. Continue. Ah, because he messed up, the Bukhar went to Bnei Yosef. Perikeh. First line of Perikeh. Continue. Why continue? Leadership went to who? To Yehuda. But the Bukhar went to? It's in, it's in your stuk, isn't it? If you follow the Menag that in Shvizin, Yosef and Yehuda at the end. Which makes a lot more sense. If Yosef does something right. That's the Menag, isn't it? Yaakov, Yosef is not Yushpizim because, because he's Yaakov's son. He's Yushpizim because he's, he's Mashiach. Because there's two types of leadership. Now, where does it come out? When Shlomo overdoes it. It's God's idea to split the kingdom. But God doesn't want to split the kingdom. He wants a coalition government. If you look at it carefully. Because they're supposed to keep Yerushalayim. Yudan is supposed to be in charge of the Mikdash in Yerushalayim. And Yosef is supposed to be in charge of the army in the Kalkala. Correct? It's like president and prime minister set up. That was the, the, or the queen in the parliament, if I want to keep it away from here. The, the, there's the spirit of the country, the, the, the idea of the mikdash, like the, the, the direction of the country, the vision of the country. But running the country day to day is Yosef, and that's the way things work. There's Jewish leadership who knows how to deal with the outside, who knows, you know, who's big into economy, and there's leadership from the inside, like Yehuda. Those are two models, and you need both. And God wanted a shared kingdom. Now, remember the famous Midrash where God tells Yerobam, let's do this together. Let's make a coalition government. And what's Yerobam ask? Oh. <laughs> and, what, and Yerobam went with the compromise. Because that's, that's the division. And what do you say? And that brought down by Rishon. Didn't it? If you follow the Sefer Melachim, the Chet of Yerobam, it's, it's a cause for the Qurban. That's why when you judge the things, that's the, bad, that's the worst report card. It's, it's a Rabban. Now, no, yeah? How different is it from, from Yaakov and Esau? How, different, what? How different is this from the Yaakov and Esau? It turns into Yisach or Zabuzum. No, so it's not, it's Yaakov and Esau, but Yaakov, again, remember that was Ahab Amina? 
The question is good. That's what, that's what you're thinking like Yitzchak. But that's what, that was Yom's word, that the bracha has to go. Neither Yaakov or Esau can get the bracha. Because the bracha goes to the Kol Yaakov and the Adam of Esau at the inception level. Then it divides up among the Shvatim. It divides up. But at the Mekot, as, as a nation, you have to have both. Because, now, what, why is that? If God wants a nation to represent him, remember Yishayel Perek Bet, you know, we want all the nations to see us. If, if it's true that we really hope for that, that all nations will recognize God through our behavior. If we do a good job representing God, that will bring godliness to all nations. Then, then there's a hope that nations, instead of, instead of being petty about their different views, can work together. The nature of, of society starts in Tinek with breakaway Minyan. There's a value in having multiple hashkafot. Now, that's the way nations, some, some are liberal, some are conservative, communism, all, all the No one's right. Everyone's trying to do, run society the best way possible, but they have different ways of, of how to run things. And most, they're legitimate opinions. I can either fight with one another, only I'm right, or I can say, I hear what you're saying, I hold my way, you hold your way. Um, each one holds their own way, and that's the, uh, and that's going to be the, you know, you know, that understanding can lead to mutual respect for other people's opinions or war. So if we're going to be God's model nation, it's important in, in the model that we're supposed to be for the 70 nations to get along. We have to be a model of our, our being able to get along. And therefore God wants 12 Shpati, and he wants you down Yosef, and he wants to be different hashkafot between them. Reverend Tass said that all the time, that you bet Shpati nowadays are the different hashkafot. Now, who's considered Shevet? That you can argue. <laughs> Now, is it just you know the different sects of Hasidut, but definitely not misnagdim? Is it only is it Hasidim and misnagdim? Is it ultra orthodox and modern orthodox? Open does open count? Does it not count? You follow? Do you, do you count conservative, reform, women of the wall? Are you yeah. implying that every ashraf is legitimate? As long as it's legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> so now we argue. Now if everyone agrees that we need to be shvatim. The question is, who's considered a shevet? So there's always what to argue about, and there's always good reasons for sinat finam. <laughs> that was my point. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm talking about a concept, but the idea that we have to, we have to be a model of different hashkafot working, working together, even though you have different views, but with, it's like 12 tribes camped around the Mishkan. Not the Yeah, they're, they're doing it. That everyone's united, only for man with no God is there at all. And, and when they start arguing over what... what is there going to be a, a crescent on top or a, or a torch or a... Uh, or whatever it is, uh, a, a remote control, whatever's going to be at the top of the, of the thing they're arguing over, and that causes the break. It wasn't the language, the different hashkafot led to different languages and different nations. So that's, uh, that's the idea of Afonlon coding. Yeah, thanks so much, and uh, I'll stay around for questions, and there's more stuff to eat, but we've got to get the marble time.